Welcome to another episode of Pat and the Fat Man. We like to talk about movies, sports, and whatever else we feel like. I'm Pat. I'm the Fat Man, otherwise known as Bruce. Oh, we're back to otherwise known as. <laughs> I, I just gotta keep changing it up on you, man. Yeah. You no. keep bringing it up. I'm just gonna keep changing it up. Fine, I'll, I'll just keep bringing it up. Maybe one day I won't be the Fat Man. Maybe one day I'll just be the Giraffe Man. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it'll be Bruce and the Fat Man. You never know. <laughs> but for now, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, whatever, listening public. <laughs> This is a, a podcast where you like to talk about movies, sports, and whatever else we feel like. <laughs> you gotta call me out, man. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make you pay for it. But you're, you're the one that's only calling yourself a fat man. I'm adding in that you're also Bruce. <laughs> just go with the flow, man. Just go with the flow. Fine. You know what? Fine. Let's <laughs> let's just yeah. We'll just keep on. <laughs> Coming at you today to talk about Star Wars and what's in store given Disney's plans after their giant announcement. I am, of course, finding it difficult because I'm terrible at Google to find an actual just list <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> it's, it's funny because like Disney announces it all at a big quarterly meeting and then they don't put it in a nice list on the Internet. Yeah. Like. It's an open secret, guys. It's like, why does it need to be a secret at all? Yeah. You're announcing it to the world, so why aren't you just making it easy for us to find it? I'll make one slight note about ESPN+. Plus. There's a potential ESPN+, Plus may become a worthwhile app <laughs> or service. <laughs> and that's because they've signed a multi-year contract with the SEC Southeast Conference. Which, if you're a regular listener, know that we are fans of Texas a and which is in the SEC. So, that and it's... In college football in general is the best conference. Yes. The best conference, the most difficult conference. I, you know, I like a lot of the teams in the conference too. I'm starting to, you know, I had a lot of, we've had a lot of history in the big 12. Uh, it's like slash the Southwest conference in the old days, a lot of the schools there, but I, I like a lot of the schools in the Southeast conference a lot better. And in part, because, you know, I mean, we grew up in Florida, so UF. UF, Miami, FSU, though FSU isn't, or Miami aren't either in the SEC. Yeah, Miami and FSU are in the ACC. You know, University of Florida, and then my wife got her veterinary degree from LSU, so I spent time there, and one of her friends went up to Mississippi State, so I've, I've actually been to Starkville a couple times, <laughs> you know, not just for football games. So, I don't know. I feel like the SEC is more home than the Big 12 is, especially anymore. So, looking forward to using the ESPN apps to actually watch football games and Right, so Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars had 10, 10, count them 10, you know, before this, if you listen to the podcast previous to this, we had one guarantee was The Mandalorian Season 2, and everything else was a rumor. Everything else. that The, the most solid thing we had was the series that was going to be done by Taika Waititi that was going to follow the, the Skywalker saga. And that was it. Like it was all it was all rumors, and but the rumors were getting more and more solid. So, but this was pretty impressive. We got ten things. I'll go down the list. The first spinoff from the Mandalorian, because uh, there's going to be several. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the first spinoff from the Mandalorian is called the Rangers of the New Republic. Bruce, thoughts? <laughs> I didn't really get any details on it. There's just going to be a lot of speculation. Is it going to be, what's it going to be about? Or is it going to be the start of the resistance? Is it going to be this Cara Doom 
uh, take part in it because, you know, in The Mandalorian, she becomes like an official Republic Marshal or whatnot out in the Outer Rim. Is this going to explain the rise of the First Order? Boy, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) So many unanswered questions. (laughs) That's funny you say that because there's a lot of questions on on this. I mean, like I said, I didn't really get a whole lot of details on on what it's supposed to be about and who's even going to star in it or anything. So all we got is a name and it's intriguing. You know, Rangers of the New Republic. But yeah, it's about it. (laughs) <laughs> yep. The other spinoff, which eh, I guess you could say is a spinoff from The Mandalorian, but not, in my opinion, not really, is Ahsoka Tano. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's that's going to be a, a TV show that's just about the, I guess, former Jedi, Ahsoka Tano, who is former apprentice to Anakin Skywalker during the Clone Wars and then walked away from the Jedi prior to Order 66. Yeah. Basically, this is just a continuation of the character created by Dave Filoni, who's chairman of the uh, Star Wars Story Corps. He created this character way back during the Clone Wars cartoon, continued with her in the Rebels cartoon. And so uh, she just keeps living on, living on, living on. As long as Dave Filoni's attached to Star Wars, I'm pretty sure this character's not going anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of them have come out in The Mandalorian. He has a lot of things that he made that he likes and we'll yeah. keep going with them. And that's fine. As a creator, that kind of makes sense. Esogaton's sort of like his Tano. Dad gummit. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Tano <laughs> is sort of like his uh his star child or his his, you know, his first baby and firstborn. Right. So she's very special to him. <laughs> There's actually a third spinoff, and this one was not named during the Investor Day because they wanted to wait for the end of Mandalorian Season 2. Yeah, it wasn't terribly long after Investor Day, but it didn't get announced till the very end of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Spoiler alert, if you didn't see the end of Mandalorian, go ahead and just skip ahead a couple of seconds because we're going to say it. And that was the, is it the story of Boba Fett? The book of Boba the Fett. The book of Boba Fett. Yeah. So you have a scene at the end of the Mandalorian where Boba Fett walks into Jabba's palace, who has now been taken over by Bib Fortuna, who is now Jabba-sized. <laughs> Boba Fett straight up just shoots Bib Fortuna right in the chest. Right in the, yeah. Yeah, Bill Fortuna's like, oh, I thought you were dead. Hey, welcome back. How's it going? And he just kills him. <laughs> and, t- and sits in Jabba's throne. Yeah. And uh, and it's him and the... the Something Fen. Yeah. I keep thinking May, because May's her name from the <laughs> the Marvel series. Um, yeah, the Agents of Agents S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's like, it's not May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but she's basically the same character. (laughs) She's fine. Some people play Jean-Claude Van Damme or Bruce Willis. Some people play those people. (laughs) So, yeah, we got the book of Boba Fett, which probably going to be a mixture of recap how Boba Fett survived from where the turn of the Jedi to present and then new stories mixed in. That's like the big question. There's all sorts of theories and there's comic books and stories of what happened. But since the Disney merger, everything that we knew before is air quotes, not canon anymore. So, yeah. So kudos to Dave for bringing a lot of the good stuff in. So 
Yes. And then, you know, we didn't really speculate much about Ahsoka. I, I'm curious as to whether that is going to be prior to us meeting her in The Mandalorian or post us meeting her, for it's going to be a lot of back and forth flashback kind of stuff, which could also fill in a lot of gaps. Again, I think it would have to be a mixture of both. Yeah. And especially because I think that in that series, we'll we'll definitely find out about what happens to Rex, because Rex survives the Clone Wars cartoon, too. And they are very close, uh, Ahsoka and Rex. We'll probably see Tamora Morrison, right? That's his name, right? I have shit. You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, prequel trilogy Boba Fett. Pretty sure it's Tamora Morrison. We'll probably see him play the role, a live action role, which would be really cool to see. Yeah. Ahsoka will be interesting. Better question is like, you know, does she have any interaction with Luke Skywalker and whatnot? Yeah, that's a good point because we know we definitely have confirmation from the Mandalorian, spoiler alert, in case you haven't figured it out by this point, but (laughs) um, that Luke is definitely living concurrently with what's going on with the Mandalorian. And he's, he's younger, he's younger Luke. So he's in probably in the process of forming the new Jedi order. So does he know about Ahsoka? Does Ahsoka know about him? A lot of questions on that front, those three. And I assume the book of Boba Fett as well. Those four shows are going to intermingle crossover wise. I think in imitation of what DC has done with their DC t- television universe, which is, you know, the, the TV version of what Marvel did with its um, cinematic universe. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You had sort of two things happen at the same time or pretty close. You, you know, you had Marvel building the cinematic universe with interconnected movies and then you had DC building this interconnected universe with uh, interconnected shows, TV shows. Uh-huh. So they had like The Flash and The Arrow and uh, Supergirl and all them. And they were all interconnected. Uh-huh. And my understanding is, you know, a lot of those shows were, were pretty good. Better than Marvel's attempts on Netflix to do it with like Daredevil and Iron Fist and Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Which, you know, they made a run at it. So... They're going to make a much stronger run at it here soon, but we'll get to that in a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) On the animated side of the house, we've got Star Wars The Bad Batch, which was previously announced, but it was just sort of kind of confirmed, and they had a promo trailer, which looked pretty good. And this is a group of clones. And from the promo trailer, it almost seemed like this was post-Order 66, and that they were actually fighting other clones, that they were fighting the Empire at this point. I don't know if that's true, and I, I don't didn't know what your thoughts on it were. This is one of those things that I know I've told I've talked with you about. I'm not wild about the Bad Batch. I'm not wild about them coming in because part of Star Wars during the uh, prequel time frame in the world, you know, Star Wars, like where I'm seeing in the real world when you know the prequel stuff was all coming out. There was a really good game that came out called Republic Commando, and from that came a few books based on the video game, and it detailed about um, clone commando units and how they were trained and how they, did, you know, how they did things. And essentially, it was the Bad Batch only. They weren't exactly like unique in that sense, like because like the Bad Batch, they're clones that didn't come out the same as everyone else, but they were functional and useful. That's not what Republic Commandos were. They they were just highly specialized and highly trained. So I'm not as big of a fan of the Bad Batch. But yeah, probably something to do with Order 66 and post-Order 66. Probably also some stuff about things they did during the Clone Wars, you know, 
uh, little operations and whatnot. Yeah. Filling in the gap there between episode three and episode four, which uh-huh. I'm always a fan of. I, I kind of like that's a big gap there. Just kind of like they did with the Clone Wars, which was the gap between episode two and episode three. So, right. The other one we've got is when we don't have a whole lot about it, but the High Republic. Those books just started coming out. Yeah. So this is going to be an uh, animated series, I believe. They say it's going to focus on the dark side, but it's set in, in what's called the High Republic era. So I think episode three takes place around what the Empire's been, or, or not the Empire, the Republic's been around for like a thousand generations. Uh-huh. So you figure, depending on your definition of what a generation is, it could be anywhere between 10,000 years or 100,000 years, <laughs> depending on, you know, your, your terminology. So, but that's a long, long time. So this is kind of during the ultra heyday. Yeah, kind of like the um, Knights of the Old Republic era, if not before the Knights of the Old Republic kind of stuff. Which, if anybody remembers, was a massive multiplayer MMORPG video game everybody could play, which was a lot of fun. You could play as a Sith or as a a Jedi. And And then before that, it was a single RPG game, which popularly spawned the MMO. And those took place in in the very early days of the Republic and they were discovering, you know, hyperspace routes and technology was coming new and they're discovering new planets, and new species. And the Sith were very young. And so the High Republic's going to deal with a lot of like, you know, almost medieval kind of kind of Star Wars. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this because I I'm always I'm. Like, what attracts me to a series of books or a TV show or whatever is always the world. Uh-huh. Um, the world is, is what makes things interesting for me, which is why there's there's some stuff that's like, yeah, that TV show sounds really cool, but I'm not going to get into it because <laughs> I don't have the time to world explore like I'd want to. Or, you know, yeah, the TV show is really cool, but the, you know, it's got one TV show or maybe one season and, and it's, it's going to focus on the characters and it's not going to do anything about the world and that just doesn't do it for me. So, right. But yeah, I, I love delving into the ancient history kind of stuff. And so this will be actual canon versus the stuff that was canon before, but then wasn't canon. <sighs> <laughs> it really makes me want to go back and play those old Republic video games. Mm-hmm. Maybe revamp the MMO. So right now it's a free-to-play game. I don't know. If, well, no, I don't even know if it's still running anymore. I'm sure there's servers out there. I just don't know if they're official anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so what's after High Republic? High Republic, I think the, you have two other uh, animated series. One's called A Droid Story. I'm not exactly sure what a droid story is about. From the sounds of it, it sounds like a like a animated short series. Yeah. Let's see. A forthcoming animated television movie is scheduled to premiere on Disney Plus. The film was announced huh. December 10, 2020, will feature a new character that is guided by R2D2 and C3PO. Huh. So we don't know who the new droid is, but I guess it's a coming of age as a droid. <laughs> Interesting. Let's see. This epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by our most iconic duo on a secret mission known only to them. What could possibly go wrong? So, <laughs> should be good. And then Star Wars Visions, which is an anime anthology. So, it's probably going to be a series of shorts. I'm guessing this is going to be not unlike the, the series of... Visions comic? Yeah, I'm not. Let's see. Upcoming anime anthology initial release will comprise 10 anime-inspired short films from various Japanese animation studios. Okay, so they're giving 
Japanese animation studios a crack at doing Star Wars stories effectively. <laughs> so there's a there's a series online Disney Plus right now, which is I don't remember what it's called, uh, but it's a Star Wars. It's it's kind of a girl power series. All the it's little snippets in time from Sokatano or from Leia or from Ray or from whoever. And, you know, they're only like five minutes a piece. And so I have a feeling this is going to be similar to that. They're not going to be very long, but they're probably going to be longer than that. So moving on from that, we have three other live action series, but that they're not tied in with the Mandalorian stuff. The first one is the one I'm really, really excited for, which is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And they've been talking about for years and years, and even even McGregor has been like, "Yes, I can't wait to reprise the role." Yeah, and even um, Hayden Christensen came back and said, "Yeah, I'm coming back to play Vader." <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen, but this sounds pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I assume this is going to fill in more stuff between episode three and episode. Well, this will fill in stuff between episode six and episode seven. No, yes, no. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to cover. <laughs> For Obi Wan Kenobi, it would be three no. It would be three to four. Dad, come I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Get it together, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, episodes three and episode four. It's supposed to take place ten years after episode three, so Luke would be ten. And ostensibly, you know, Obi Wan Kenobi is going to be living on Tatooine. Random fun fact I learned the other day: uh, Alec Guinness who played the original Obi-Wan Kenobi in episode four, uh, he was Catholic. He converted, interestingly enough, after playing another role long before he had played a priest in a movie, and through that ended up converting. Well, it obviously wasn't Lawrence of Arabia, and probably not Bridge on the River Kwai. Well, it was Bridge on the River Kwai, if I remember right. But he didn't play a priest in Bridge on the River Kwai. Bridge on the River Kwai was when his wife converted. Ah. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there's your fun random fact about Sir Alec Guinness. (laughs) Homecoming, I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm very happy Ewan McGregor's coming back and Hayden Christensen because, I mean, they just did it. And and I'm I'm really hoping for a lot of flashbacks in this (laughs) Yeah. And this one to the, you know, to them being friends. <sighs> so here's hoping. <laughs> it's been a lot of talk and I know COVID has been a problem, but we've been talking about this one for years. So at least it's nice to get confirmation that it's actually on the docket that they're actually on planning on doing it. But it's another one of those DC things like, all right, I'll believe it when I see it. So let's hurry up. <laughs> I'm glad that everybody says that they're coming back for it. You know, that, you know, Ian McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Because like you said, when you were talking about world building, whatnot, those were two characters I don't think got fleshed out quite enough. Like even the cartoons did a a pretty good job, but you just wanted a little bit more because, you know, at the end of uh, episode three, there was so much emotion to it. And so you kind of want to know more about why they became so invested in each other, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I just want more updates to make sure that it's something that they're actually going to do and not just talk about. (laughs) Yep. And then we have two spinoffs. One is a spinoff of both the Star Wars story about Han Solo and episode nine. <laughs> and it's going to be, it's called Star Wars Lando. Okay. And it's going to be about Lando Calrissian. My understanding is that both Billy D. Williams and Danny Glover and Danny Glover are going to be playing Lando Calrissian for parts of this. Awesome. So my understanding is there's going to be a lot of back and forth in his timeline. I just got to say that, I mean, and, and it's not in jest, it's just out of something out of something that I've, I've observed and, and, and kind of just having the thought in my head is that hopefully they get that done sooner rather than later. 
because Billy D. Williams is getting up there in age and it's hard for him to get around. So it's going to be hard for him to do a lot of things. And I don't know how much more time he has left. Yeah. I think Glover did an excellent job portraying Lando and making it believable. Mm-hmm. Both him and the, I don't remember the, the guy that played, uh, the guy who played Han Solo. I think both of them did an excellent job portraying the young versions of those characters. I agree. You know, being true to the following material. So I'm looking forward to it quite a bit. And and it kind of, everybody's thought is that it's going to spin off from that one line at the end of episode nine where Lando is talking to the the one lady and Uh she says, I don't know where I'm from. And he says, well, let's find out. So that's, that's kind of the thought on where this show is coming from. That's the guess. Nobody knows for sure though. (laughs) And then the other spinoff is from Rogue One. And it's Star Wars Andor. Oh, yeah. Certain to be the best show of all time because that character is just the most amazing character ever. And I'm waiting for Bruce to slap me upside the head through the phone. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't like that character. I, so, I mean, we've talked about it. Yes, you have a point as to why that particular character, because it's the only one that makes sense out of those core group of characters from the Rogue One movie, but I hated that character so much. <laughs> so I, you know, and we've gone into this offline, but I, I don't mind talking about it online because, you know, our fans listen to us banter on about this stuff anyway. So <laughs> I, I think you don't like Ando Andor for the same reason I had problems with Rogue One the first time I saw it. And it just makes, it just blurs the line on who's a bad guy and who's a good guy too much. Uh, Andor specifically starts out the movie like shooting a guy who ostensibly, you know, is an injured dude, <laughs> you know, who you have some amount of sympathy for. <laughs> oh, no, I get that. I had no problem with that per se, per se but it was more of that, that moment when Jen Urso confronts him. was like, you were going to kill my dad. And he's like, well, I had a chance and I didn't kill him. I was like, no, 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 no. Granted, you hesitated, but you were going to shoot him. Just, you know, the X-Wings came in and did your job for you. <laughs> it was it was just the, the phonyism about it. If he's going to lie to somebody. <laughs> yeah, but that's like his job. You know, he's a spy professionally. <laughs> his, his job is to lie. I don't know. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that he was lying. I think he was probably conflicted at that point. Granted, he didn't do it, but... And, you know, those also were his orders. Right. But then he gets on his high horse, you know, to her is like, oh, all of a sudden the rebellion's real for you. It's like, well, I don't know about that because, you know, her father was taken away from her when she was like, what, five? Okay. <laughs> and the only rebel guy that raised her abandoned her. So it wasn't like she wouldn't have been fighting in the rebellion if she didn't want to, but she was left on her own. I just didn't like that he was trying to get on his high horse on her. And it was like, well, she didn't ask to be there. A, you asked her to be there. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I'll be interested to see what this is going to be about. I, I know it's definitely not going to be after Rogue One, right? <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it, it'll be, it'll take place beforehand. So we'll get a, a little look into Cassian Andor's life, which I am assuming is pretty flippin' rough. Spies don't tend to have good lives in general. I'm imagining Cassie and Andor's parents were killed by the Empire at some point, probably when he was a kid and he grew up, you know, hating them violently. So I'll be interested to see where they go with the series. Whether I don't or don't do or don't like the character and or the the movie, although I do like Rogue One now. I didn't like it when I first saw it. I think it was 
It's going to be interesting. I don't know if I would yeah. have chosen this as a, pro- a project, though. I'll definitely say it looks like they're they're trying to um, to really put a lot of effort into it. You know, as far as the cinematography and the production, I trust the the story court for coming up with good stories, and they seem to be doing a, a fairly good job of casting and actors and and writers and all that. I, I think you know it'll be a good. Yeah. So we've got two movies that were announced or confirmed. Uh, so the, the one was confirmed was that uh, Taika Waititi is going to be doing at least one Star Wars feature movie in 2024. Uh, there are zero other details. Massive speculation on all sides. Taika Waititi, if you're not familiar with him, he's done a lot of good movies. They're not terribly serious movies, though, for the most part. <laughs> He's also directing the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder movie. But he directed Thor Ragnarok. He directed uh, What We Do in the Shadows. He's typically also in most of the movies he directs. He, he plays a character at some point. And he also directed at least two episodes of The Mandalorian. I believe one in season one and one in season two. Maybe he didn't in season two, but he did He did at least one in season one. Uh-huh. The other big, big news was the next Star Wars story movie is going to be Rogue Squadron. Yes. And uh, Rogue Squadron, uh, this was a Rebel Alliance from the very first movie, Rogue One, Rogue Two. You know, Luke, Luke is what, Rogue Five? Well, so in, in uh, A New Hope, that's Red Squadron. Oh, Red Squadron. That's right. That's right. right. Uh, Rogue Squadron comes in at the Empire Strikes Back, start there on Hoth. Luke is Rogue Leader. He, he founded and, and started uh, Rogue Squadron there. Okay. They're like an elite starfighter squadron slash uh, commando unit, at least uh, as far as old canon. Because there used to be a book series uh, during the late '90s, it was called Rogue Squadron. It was a nine book series. I want to say I only read the first five because they were coming out faster than I was reading them, so I gave up. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I got to Wraith Squadron by the time they were there, but in a way, it chronicles the rebellion's military effort it- going from the Battle of Endor. All the way, I got to Coruscant. I want to say right. or slightly after Coruscant. And so it, it's just what's going on with the war effort because the, you know, the movies and a lot of the books focus very much on the Skywalker family, which is fine. Makes sense. But what else is going on in the galaxy? <laughs> so The war wasn't just won by these three, four people. <laughs> yes. Character wise, heavily focused on Wedge Antilles, who is one of the few survivors of both uh, Yavin 4 and Endor. And Hoth. And Hoth. That's right. And um, another character that gets more or less introduced in the books. Uh-huh. But if you watch the, the movies, you do see the, it's a, it's a Y-Wing, right? In the first, in episode four. But you do see one of the, the basically, there, there is a couple more pilots that make it out of those. And I can't remember his name. Right. It kind of focuses on them. So we'll, we're all kind of interested to see who's going to be coming back. Yeah, and more of the story and, I mean, this is one that I was kind of hoping for maybe a, a mini series. So, but maybe maybe the movie will spawn a, a series. The woman who directed this, I believe, directed Wonder Woman eighty four. Yes, having seen Wonder Woman eighty four, eh. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope she does better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard the uh, I've heard the explanation of it, and it's kind of like what. 
<laughs> why would that be a why would you do that <laughs> she did do a little good promo thing where she was explaining the finding of a fighter story that she really wanted to tell and and her father now her dad was a fighter pilot yeah yeah putting on the jumpsuit and then so, so i mean i've been talking for years that this might be the kind of movie that i want basically a Star Wars Top Gun crossover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they were playing. They were kind of playing the Top Gun theme <laughs> in the background while she was putting her her flight suit on. I caught that. I was like, ah, nice, nice touch, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of hope for this. I was really excited to, to see the promo teaser. Very much looking forward to that. No clue on who's being casted for what or, or anything other than that it's happening again. That's it for Star Wars. Uh, so quite a bit, quite a bit coming up looking forward to it it's all going to be i want to say starting in 2022 well there'll be more mandalorian this year because it's 2021 now (laughs) yeah but isn't it like december or something for the new mandalorian right so that'll be the first of it is mandalorian uh, season three which as you know everybody predicted it got a it got a season three so (laughs) well how could it not right (laughs) All right. Thanks for uh, listening, everybody. We appreciate uh, patronage. We do have a Patreon. If you want to go head over to the website, patfatman.com, and share the website, tell your friends about us, rate us highly on whatever podcast service you have, give us money so we can pay our editor. <laughs> All of that stuff would be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us today. I'm Pat. I'm the Fat Man. Stay classy. May the force be with you. Pat, Pat, yeah, Pat. What? We did it again. What? We did it again. What? Oh, Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> Why am I saying Ahsoka Tano? Who's? Because you're you're cutting off from the thing that you want to say, which is Bo Katan. Oh, that's why. Katan. That's why. That's why. Okay. So. Um. Okay, I, I, yeah, fine. <laughs> Get it right, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>